All right. Welcome, everyone. Today with me, I have Ashley Armstrong. And Ashley is the hidden rules expert. She helps established product companies find millions of dollars that they're leaving on the table by leveraging the power of Amazon. Ashley, welcome to the show, and I'm so happy to have you on it. Thank you. I'm so excited as well. Woo! <laughs> so, Ashley, um, tell us a little bit about, tell me a little bit about um, what it is that you do and why have you chosen this very super niche, at least on the surface, um, kind of business line and wh how what your experience has been like with Amazon and product-based businesses? Oh, wow. That is seriously a loaded question. <laughs> All right. So we've got three questions in there. Let's see. Well, first and foremost, um, I was living uh, in a third world country and oh, at the time more visiting kind of back and forth, a new mom, and I needed to figure out how to be able to support my family from home. I had lots of little home-based businesses, but it wasn't enough to really pay the bills. You know what I mean? Um, and so being that I've been a serial entrepreneur since I was a child, I was always creating and trying to sell things. I started with wanting to just write a book for my kids in case I died one day. So I wrote six books, published them and got a bestseller. And from that experience, I'm like, oh my God, the internet is the best place ever. You can be anywhere in the world and make money. And then I dove into, you know, creating these products that I would create at home. I grew and cultivated my own bacteria, making probiotic drinks, selling them locally. And so I'm like, how do I manufacture this and make it a worldwide product? Now, I did not actually launch that product worldwide, but I did end up um, getting into you know, different programs, mentorships. And I mean, like I spent a decade just learning everything I could about the physical product space, manufacturing overseas. And I built a seven figure business launching product after product after product online that allowed me to support my family. Uh, we experienced a level five hurricane, almost lost everything, became expats and living on the floors of family members for three months because we couldn't, you know, go back to where we were thinking we, we lost everything. And we were able to uh, take care of the family because of this online business. So that's kind of like a quick little snapshot as to how I got into it, why I got into it, why it's so wonderful and so lucrative to be able to have a business that doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can run it and you can run it from your cell phone <laughs> once it's up and running, which is even cooler, you know, on top of that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and so, you know, over the, the last, you know, uh, we've been doing this for almost, for almost a decade now, but the last four or five years, I partnered up with one of the biggest names in the industry, uh, who's like one of the big gurus in the Amazon and marketing space, Dan Hollings. And, and over the last, you know, four or five years, we've been, you know, working with thousands of students, lots of training programs, lots of webinars and coaching and, and things of that nature, and just helping people, uh, you know, discover the power of Amazon and, and like all the hidden rules of that particular platform. You know, Amazon's not a fun place to be on, to be quite honest with you. I'm not here to pull a wool over anybody's eyes. There's lots of rules. Sometimes they follow the rules. Sometimes they don't follow their own rules. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. They are the biggest fish. They're the largest platform in the world. They're a trillion dollar platform. They have 150 million prime shoppers using cell phones to buy items. Over 60% of sales are coming through a cell phone app. You know what I mean? So it's ridiculously powerful. They have like 2.5 million sellers. And these are mom and pop sellers, not big, huge conglomerate Walmarts and big businesses that are selling on Amazon or Amazon themselves. Over 50% of 
the items that you're buying, you're actually buying them from small mom and pop businesses. So, you know, me trying to support my family and working with thousands and thousands of uh, sellers within, you know, different communities and different partnerships that I've had, joint venture partnerships over the last 10 years, you know, I've really found a, a true sense of a like kind of a love affair of trying to help people easily and inexpensively tap you know, the unmatched power of that particular platform. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. And if, you know, if you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur and if you love being creative and you love solving a problem with a product, then it's really the best place to be. And if you're not on Amazon yet, but you have your own website or you're on Etsy or somewhere else, you want to be on Amazon because I'm sure you've probably tried it, done it yourself. You walk into Whole Foods and you pick up a supplement and you're like, hmm, is this a good supplement or not? Or a good shampoo or not? Or, or whatever it might be. And you quickly open up Amazon and you type it in just to look at the reviews. So even if you don't really want to like use that platform, that distribution channel and leverage it to its full potential, you still want to be there because people are still going there just to look at the reviews. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. I agree. And so... When someone, if someone is, let's say, listening to us and is starting a business, a product-based business, what would you, what are the top few things that you could recommend when it comes to Amazon, but also just in general? Because product-based businesses are extremely, extremely different from, let's say, a digital course or um, just a service-based coaching or consulting or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's massively different. And, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've worked, oh my gosh, with again, thousands of different people in different capacities, but specifically individuals who wanting to start a business, you know, when you have a conversation with your friends or just anywhere, generally speaking, everybody wants to be their own boss. But I know for a fact that nine out of 10 times, most people do not have what it takes to be their own boss. And, and that's not trying to be, you know, uh, negative, or I'm not trying to be rude or anything along those lines. But you know, if you are really serious about wanting to step into the entrepreneurial world, whether it's physical based, uh, physical product based businesses or not, do your research, do your due diligence, try to find out what is actually operating and happening behind the curtain, you know, like Wizard of Oz, it, you know, like see what's behind the curtain. Because, you know, the lead time, and the amount of energy and effort that different business models have, needs to be taken into consideration, as well as the investment level, the money level, the time and energy level that you have to invest into a business is quite drastically different between the different products. So first and foremost, do your due diligence, do the work. Next, make sure that you are prepared to invest into a business. And when I say invest, you need to invest time, money, and energy. And so you want to have at least be able to do a, a side hustle, Always keep your job. You want to make sure you're able to pay your bills, of course, and see if you enjoy the side business that you're going to be starting. And you want to be able to dedicate between a minimum of 10 to 20 hours a week. That's kind of like number one. If you can't dedicate that minimum amount of hours every single week, then this is not the right time for you to start a business. So be realistic with yourself on that. And of course, the energy that it's going to take, which means you're going to be working a full-time job, possibly having a family, and then creating your side hustle of doing you know, two hours of work or so at night. If you don't have the energy to really do that, again, be honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong with having to wait a little bit longer to get started. But again, pull back those curtains. And then the next thing, of course, is, you know, are you going to be using your own savings? Do you have a credit card that has space? Do you have an investor that could possibly, you know, invest into your business? And, and again, be realistic with the 
capital that you need in order to start a business. Perfect example. If you wanted to start a hot dog cart, it's a $10,000 investment. And this is a hot dog cart. You're standing outside in the freezing cold with a blistering heat. It's like between five to six grand just to buy the cart. Then of course you have to buy all the like well, the food and the you know everything else that goes with it. Then you have to get like a four thousand dollar permit from the city just to even have the thing on the side of the road. Every city is a little bit different, of course. But on average, that's about a ten thousand dollar business. And people are, are blown away when I remind them that be realistic with what it's actually going to take to start and run and operate a business. And then, so the investment level is really important and where you're going to get it. And again, nine times out of 10, all entrepreneurs, anyone who is a multimillionaire, you always are leveraging someone else's money to get the job done by taking out loans, taking out investment, using your credit card and things of that nature, because you have to leverage what you have to be able to generate more. So those are kind of like the first three things you want to take a look into. And then specifically the actual business model. Again, we're pulling back the curtains here. You want to be realistic with what the lead time is going to be, right? So with a physical product-based business, by the time you invest your money and by the time you get your money out of the business, there's a very long lead time. And again, please be as aware as possible. Now, this lead time is essential. It's, there's no way of really expediting it. Even if you have a whole bunch of money, it still ends up being a little bit of a longer process. But here's an example. First, you have to you know, do your research and find a product that you know, either something you've come up with on, on your own that's completely doesn't even exist yet. And if that's the case, you have to see if the population even wants it. Because a lot of people create businesses or products or services based on what their needs and wants are. And that's just not how it works because you're not the one who's buying your own services. You need to service the general population. So you want to create and provide something, whether it's a service-based or a product-based, you want to make sure that the audience wants it and needs it and it's serving them and it's solving a problem. So you got to kind of have to take your ego and your heart out of it and just try to serve the masses. And then, you know, from that, it's like designing and then, you know, finding a manufacturer, whether it's North American or overseas and getting samples and then running a test. And then after you run the production, you have to stop halfway through and do an inspection. And then you have to transport it from wherever it is in the world over to wherever you are in the world and then put it into a warehouse and then get it live online and take pictures and create copy and do competitive analysis reports. Like there's a whole bunch of steps. So, you know, your lead time is usually around six months minimum to a year, depending on how much money you have to invest and how much time you have to invest for a physical based business. Now, of course, that can be expedited again, if you have more money and you have more time. But generally speaking, most people take about six months on average, just to kind of get their first product live and online if they're doing everything themselves. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you've kind of made me think um, um, a lot of there, there are a lot of studies that have been done about, you know, like, I don't know if you know this statistic, but over 50% of businesses that get formed actually never make it to five years, mm-hmm. um, in the U S um, this is a U.S. statistic. And when the number one reason is lack of market, which is very interesting. The number, number two, uh, the uh, number two or number three reasons are generally somewhere between, uh, funds mismanagement and, um, and just kind of either too late to market or whatever, but the number one reason is lack of demand for the product. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, so again, that brings us back to the point, making sure that you're offering something to the masses that the masses actually needs and they want. You've done your due diligence to do your research and finding a profitable product, but also something that people need and want and use. And hopefully something that is not seasonal, something that could be year round would be great, but seasonal products aren't too bad either. But I have to tell you, the money management part is definitely a killer. And I absolutely 100% experienced that myself. You know, funny fact, um, I did not, when we first got going, I was very blessed that I just happened to find golden nugget products. Like every product I launched went to a number one, you know, within 30 days to go from zero to 30 grand a month. And I did that time and time again. And I just, I don't know what it was, but all by the grace of God, it was amazing. But the fact of the matter is, is that I didn't know what was really happening. I was kind of new into it but I'd run out of product so fast and having that money management. If I had someone in my back end who could help me project, you know, making sure that I had the funds that I needed to make sure that I could order the products in time. Cause most products have like a three month, you know, a, a 30 day, if you're lucky 30 days, but traditionally a three month lead time to place the order, get it manufactured and ship it. And I run out of product. Like I had so much demand that I couldn't keep up with it. And so my cash flow was my biggest issue because it was like, you know, money going in, money going out, running out of inventory, needing money to get more inventory, to get it back in, and you know, the sales going down, and that you know, I mean, like it was this crazy roller coaster. Um, and, and if I had better money management and, and projections, you know, at that time, I definitely would have been able to float it and ride those waves a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what do you what do you what would you recommend um, to someone who has uh, or has or has started a product business in terms of should they be on Amazon? Should they not be on Amazon? Um, I mean, we kind of discussed it a little bit before the re- before we 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 kind of turned on the recording, but I, I just wanted to because I found it to be really helpful and powerful. So if you don't mind, share please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first and foremost, I think. Any product that you want to do, if, if it's a passion project or not a passion project, just go and do it because you're going to learn immense amounts of lessons from doing it. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's like the best lessons you could ever provide yourself. So just go and do it. And then, of course, try to do your best to find other a community of other people who are doing the same thing that you are so you can learn from them. And if you have the funds, hire a mentor and or get into a program that can help you with that roadmap, that step-by-step. So that's just kind of like number one. If you are thinking of getting into, again, do your due diligence and make sure you're setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the appropriate people. But when it comes to products, even if you're on your website or Etsy or anything along those lines, you have to be on Amazon no matter what. And if you are only on Amazon, you have to create a separate website yourself. You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. But the biggest reason why you want to be on the largest trillion dollar platform in the world, you know, as we mentioned beforehand, and I'm sure most people who are listening to this have done this themselves. They walk into a store, let's say it's Whole Foods, they pick up a supplement bottle or a shampoo or a skin cream. And the first thing they do is they whip out their cell phone, they go to Amazon, they look at the reviews, right? So no matter what, even if you're not putting a lot of marketing and energy into the Amazon distribution platform, you want to be there. You want people to be able to find you and you want to at least build enough of a social proof of getting it, you know, the first 10, 20 reviews so that if someone happens to see your website, because I do this all the time, or if they happen to be inside a store, they're going to go to Amazon and see if the price is different, if there are reviews, 
and things of that nature. Like how many times you see a Facebook ad and it's like this hair curler thing. You're like, oh, that's cool. You click on it and goes to someone's website. Well, I don't know who this person is. I don't trust them. So I copy the title of the product. I go straight to Amazon. I plug it in there and I look for it. I'm like, ooh, this product sucks. There's a lot of one-star reviews <laughs> or the opposite. This product's amazing. You know, and then you can decide, well, I can buy from this person's website who I don't know, or I can just use Amazon because my credit card's in there and I don't have to think about anything. I just click the button and it shows up at my house. You know what I mean? So if you look at it from both those sides, you're going to set yourself up for success because you're allowing people to find you. And that's really what it is at the end of the day. If people don't know you exist, they can't buy from you, whether you have a service or a product. So do your due diligence and do your best to make sure that you're putting yourself in front of the masses and allow people to, to leverage the platform for what it is, which is, you know, lots of social proof. Um, you know, people trust the Amazon platform, no matter what it's, you know, it's the biggest thing in the world right now. So it would be silly if you had a product to sell and you weren't there to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But you know, interestingly, as an accountant, I work with different kinds of businesses, different industries, different, I guess, management styles. And I did work with someone with a company, a product company a couple of years ago, and their product is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's beautifully designed, beautifully made, you know, and they obviously leveraged Amazon, but I don't think they quite leveraged it yet. Meaning they've been pumping so much money into advertising, but also when you sell on Amazon, you don't only pay 20%. You also have to not, your the price on Amazon cannot be higher than anywhere else. And then there is, you have to buy their own postage Then you have to buy their advertising. And if you want, if you want to promote your product. So the, the client actually was running a loss for many years. Um, do you have any experience? I know that you do. And I'm asking for the listeners, yeah. what's your experience with, with the, Amazon platform, how can one leverage it really? Oh my gosh. And you know what, like what you just mentioned nine, so often that that is the case, you know, because people don't do again, going back to due diligence, they don't go back to surrounding themselves with the right people to get the job done. You know, Amazon is the largest platform. Yes. And it's one of the most important ones you need to be on. Yes. Um, do you need to put tons of time, money and energy and marketing power into it? Not necessarily, but you definitely do want to be there. And you definitely do want to create that foundation. But you know, if you don't have another website, that's your own, that you're also driving traffic to, you're literally putting all your eggs in one basket. And that is not smart because Amazon literally in 2.2 seconds can ban you. I've had clients that do a million dollars a month that Amazon is like, done you're out, we're suspending you, don't come back again, for no reason whatsoever, because a robot happened to catch something that was totally not even any reasons they didn't, you know, do anything wrong. There's tons of rules of the game, of course, but they can just do as they see fit. And there's no recourse. And they don't give yeah. a crap. At yeah. the end of the day. So when it comes to being on Amazon, again, you want to hire a mentor and or you want to hire the staff who are good in the areas where you suck at. And it's okay to suck at some things. You know, I'm the visionary strategist, I come up with ideas, I'm big thinker, I like I'm all over the map. And I love it. I get super down dirty and creative, I tear my clients products apart, we figure out what the audience wants, the verbiage of the audience, and we try to present the product in a specific manner that allows the customer to be able to buy easily and effortlessly effortlessly without having buyer decision fatigue. But the fact of the matter is, is that yes, there are ads that you have to run. 
just like there's Facebook ads and Google ads and Pinterest ads and Instagram ads. Like there's ads everywhere and every platform has the rules of how to do it. And every platform has different ways of monetizing and uh, optimizing those ad campaigns. And from the sounds of it, the client that you're working with, yes, they were on that platform. And yes, it sounds like they were doing great. They were making sales, but they were not optimizing what they were doing, meaning they probably didn't have an expert on their team who could run just their ad campaigns and making sure that all their listings were being optimized and comparing it to what's happening outside of Amazon. When you have marketing and you're running ads outside of Amazon, you want to be able to compare both of those so we can see what the audience is saying and how the traffic is driving and what the conversion rates look like when you're doing a Facebook ad or a Pinterest ad compared to the conversion rates inside of Amazon. So there's, there's, a million things that need to get done in every business. And we understand that, which is why businesses have tons of employees, because there's a specific person who has to do a specific job for that business. And as solopreneurs, I think sometimes we forget that because we were wearing all the hats ourselves. And if we're lucky enough, we can incrementally hire, you know, an assistant out or an executive person, or maybe a marketing manager or a data researcher or a writer or something along those lines. But at the end of the day, every business that operates around the world, the buses, Starbucks, they all have tons of employees and each employee is dedicated to a single task. And from the sounds of it, the person that you're working with, they just didn't have those dedicated employees that are responsible for making sure that what they're doing is actually working. So they're, they're not, you know, they don't have these holes being drilled into the bottom of their piggy bank where they're constantly losing money because they weren't paying attention to the conversion rates and to what's working and they weren't optimizing things. And this might sound, you know, like I'm kind of talking in circles or, or, or big or whatnot, but really at the end of the day, there is platforms like Upwork, um, Upwork.com. That's really the, the best one, you know, online jobs, pH. Um, but you can really find individuals who might be in India or the Philippines who have spent time and energy taking tons of Amazon PPC courses. And they've been following all the Amazon training. And there's tons of software tools as well that have been created that make the management of your Amazon business a lot easier because those software tools track reviews, they track refunds, they track um, your keyword ranking, they track your conversion rates. So you don't have to do all this guessing and math yourself. The software tools do it for you. And so you want to also be learning how to use those software tools and or at the employee that you're bringing in knows how to use it. And they are being up to date with all the webinars and all the new trainings that's coming down the pipeline. So without making anybody's head spin, really at the end of the day, like every business, no matter if it's service-based or physical product-based, you just want to make sure that if you're getting some success, which is great, make sure that you are creating the foundation with the appropriate employees who are dedicated to specific areas of your business to make sure that they're, that they're not having holes in your piggy bank that is making you lose money, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering, and kind of this is what I've seen. This was the only client that really worked with Amazon. I've had others who kind of managed their own inside of Amazon They that were not only selling Amazon. I mean, these guys are not only selling on Amazon. They're also selling their own website, but they have been primarily on Amazon. And what I've seen is that they just couldn't make money on Amazon. They've mm -hmm. actually had to, if you think of it, lose money, you know, had to pay someone, pay Amazon to do business with it kind of. So I'm wondering if, if that's the case 
all the time. And if, and if there's a way to not have that situation and still be on Amazon and make money and, yeah, you know, it's a great question. And I'm actually really glad that you brought that up. Um, because that is, again, that you hear that a hell of a lot. Uh, but it also brings you back to how much due diligence have you done in your business? Because, you know, every platform that you work on, you have to follow the rules of the game. And if they change the rules, you have to be, you know, the big person and just continue on, you know, moving with whatever those rules might be. You have to be able to, you know, pick up and change and whatever. And so, you know, when it comes to being on, on Amazon, when I started years ago, it was a lot easier. There was a lot less competition. The profit margins were larger, much, much larger. And to be a, a perfect example, this is crazy. So the very first product that I actually launched, it cost me 50 cents to make it. By the time it landed in the US, it was about $1.50. And when I sold it, I sold it starting with the $19. And then I dropped it down to about 16 bucks. And then I uh, moved out of, out of that product line because I had too many people found out how, <laughs> how successful I was and they started copying me or whatever. But yeah, so I was literally getting a product for $1.50 and selling it for $19. Huge profit margins. That's how I was able to build my business. And I did that again and again and again with multiple products thereafter. But in the recent years, the storage fees have gone up. Um, and depending on the size and weight of your product also determines the amount of fees that you pay. Uh, if you have your own warehouse or don't have your own warehouse, like there's, there's again, there's cost of doing business and you have to look at the numbers. You know, if you have a product that doesn't have a large enough profit margin, then you're not going to make money on Amazon because you do have to pay to be there. They have all the customers and they literally run your business for you. It is the most hands off business model ever. You sleep, you make money. You go on vacation, you make money. They do with all of the purchasing, all the returns. They do all the warehousing. They do everything for you. Yes, you have to manage it. Yes, you have to watch it. But really at the end of the day, you don't have to do crap. They do everything. So the amount of employees you do not have to pay is also beneficial for you. But if you have a product that's like you're selling it for $10, you know what I mean? And Amazon has a $25 FBA fee because you're putting your product into their into their warehouse. And if your product happens to be a little bit larger, so it means it's taking up more floor space, which means your storage, your inventory fees are going to be higher. Well, then that doesn't make sense. You know that just mathematically, just very quickly looking at that. So, you know, again, being on Amazon is ridiculously important, even if you're just there for people to find you and to do research on you. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of like number one. But really, at the at the end of the day, what you also need to be doing is you need to be creating a customer retention strategy and we call it fishing for customers, which again, which is why you need to have your social profiles and you need to have your website and you have to create a way that when you do sell to someone on Amazon, again, this is in the gray area. You're not allowed to talk to Amazon customers. You do not get Amazon customer emails. They are Amazon's people. They are not yours. And Amazon has very strict rules about that. But if you have a product that needs um, an explanation on how to use it, and you create a video tutorial, say on your YouTube channel or on your website or whatever it might be on how to use that product, well, then you are literally fishing for customers that you're finding on Amazon, you're capturing them and their email over on your social profiles. And you're, you know, you're able to do that because you're providing them extra service or how to use or, you know, a warranty or something of those lines. Now, again, Amazon does not, and they are 100% 
obvious about this. You're not allowed to move customers from Amazon to anywhere else. But there are ways that you are able to create a customer retention strategy that you can try to your best to move the people that you do find on Amazon so that they can follow you socially and find your website and, and things of that nature so that you are able to market to them later on. So even if you don't use the platform as your specific main distribution channel, because the fees are high, still create a strategy where you can be there, you can be found, you do have social proof. And what you do end up selling there, you're doing everything you possibly can to move those customers over into your own social profiles to capture them to market to them later. And then that really makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. This is um, this has been super golden nuggets, I don't know, platinum nuggets of information. (laughs) Um, So Ashley, just kind of to wrap things up, um, what I know that you've launched a program to help people leverage Amazon. Could you mention this and how can people find um, more information about that? Yeah. So, you know, I work with, you know, well, you know, very established uh, physical product companies. And uh, when it comes to, you know, when I first started as a newbie, uh, you know, working with thousands of sellers, you know, that's still like, it tears at my heart when I see new people who just haven't done their due diligence, or they haven't got the right mentorship, or, or things of that nature. And so, you know, I've always at all the software tools that we've created, all the strategies that we've created, Every time that we launch something, we try to do our damnedest to make it as inexpensive as possible for all sellers, whether they're doing millions of dollars or they're doing $5. And we try to make it so people can leverage everything that they already have. You've already spent the money. Let's not spend any more. Let's do everything we can to just use what you got for like the best of your ability. And so the latest, uh, op, um, the latest product that we are launching right now is product infographic templates. They're drag and drop templates that allow customers to very quickly and easily without having to have any graphic design skills or Photoshop skills. They don't have to spend the $900 for a graphic designer to create image, uh, product images uh, for, for their product listings, whether that's on Amazon or Etsy or their website. And so for you know, literally twenty nine ninety seven, you can get one hundred and seventy five templates from the eighteen the top best selling categories, and within three minutes, you can very quickly create these images that do all the selling for you. Because we know that people don't read, people like to look at images, and people only retain ten percent of what they hear. They retain twenty percent of what they uh, read and eighty percent of what they see. So if we combine an image of your product with arrows saying this is a button and or like this is made out of Teflon or this is made out of aluminum or whatever it might be, if we combine an image with a text inside one graphic that educates the buyer on the who, what, where, when, why, and how, then it's going to allow them to quit. You're going to be able to quickly disqualify your competition. You're going to allow the customer to get everything they need so that they can make that educated buying choice. And you're going to limit the buyer decision fatigue. They're not going to be going back and forth trying to decide because they got all the information in one spot because you can't tangibly pick up a product like you're in a store. So if you create um, these images that are very engaging and provide all that information, your conversion rates go up dramatically. And, you know, again, as we said before, we have 150 Uh, million prime shoppers using the app on their cell phone. And when you shop on Amazon on your cell phone, predominantly, you don't see any written information. It's all hidden unless you look for it. All you see is the pictures. So that's really what we're launching right now is drag and drop product infographic templates to help sellers 
very quickly, very easily and inexpensively, you know, really drive their conversion rates up on their product listings. They're going to lower their return percentages and all the returns. And, you know, they're going to make loyal customers because they're able to provide all their information right away. So we're really, really excited. We've had amazing feedback on it. Um, it, we actually, I was just on a webinar yesterday where they were talking about product infographic templates and they're trying to train people how to create their own. And I'm laughing my butt off because I'm like, I got your solution right here. And I'm actually talking to them right now. And they have like 40,000 people on their subscriber list in their Facebook community who actually have been meeting and wanting these things. So it's, it's just really amazing when we're able to find something very simple, simplistic and easy that can create such profound impact on sellers who are selling online no matter what platform they're on. Sounds amazing. And my last question would be, what's the website for this amazing product for, so people, if someone's listening and need those templates, where can they go? Yeah, it's um, the direct landing page or the direct website for the infographic is productinfographic.com. Exactly what it is, productinfographic.com. And or my website is amazeauthority, A-M-A-Z, authority.com. So either one of those, but productinfographic.com is, is where you're able to get those templates. Amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. And my mind is blown. Absolutely. It's a great information. And I can relate to everything that you're saying, because I've seen how this particular client struggled and struggled and struggled and probably are struggling at this point too. And it's just, this is something that's really powerful. And thanks so much again for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing because at the end of the day, even myself, you know, I didn't under I didn't have someone like you in my corner who could watch the money, who could, you know, do the due diligence of finding where your profit margins are, how much money you could actually spend on ads to making sure that you still are within profit, you know, looking at your market share. Like I didn't have someone like you in my corner when I got started. And I would say that was probably one of the biggest mistakes is not having a money person, you know what I mean, in your corner. So I love what you're doing. And I love that you're really helping business owners to understand what their bottom line is supposed to look like and how to keep it organized so they can, you know, they can thrive and they can get past that five-year mark. <laughs> because we all know, as you said, 50% of businesses don't make it. And they say the same thing about marriages, but we're not going to go there, you know. So I love that what you're doing is you're making sure that businesses can thrive and they can continue take care of their families. So I, I just think it's amazing what you're doing. Thanks so much, Ashley. Um, all right. This wraps up this episode. Thanks, Ashley, again. And I'll see talk to you guys soon.